Hi, Meg. Hi, Kieran. We, um, we put the call out asking for questions, and we got them. We got them. We got a <laughs> bunch of juicy ones. Can't wait to get into them. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay, so Megan and myself are both experts in human behavior patterns. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, obviously this this process of seeing the different avatars at play. Um, And so it's so rewarding when people are actually leaning into that expertise and sending us their questions. And all these questions are so deep. It it really means people have taken this stuff on and looked at their life and looked at their conditioning and looked at all kinds of things. So We'd love to hear it. It's so exciting. We're we're seeing that there's a lot of numbers of people listening. Mm -hmm. It's pretty thrilling. Yep. Um, And we're seeing also from our data a lot of people from different parts of the world and people Mm -hmm. that we didn't know were part of this community. So welcome. We love you here. Yep. Um, Keep staying in a dialogue with us. Yeah. We love it. Stay in with us. We love it. Yeah. Let's um let's get into these gorgeous questions that got sent in. Sure. We've got one um from a fairy listener. She's asking about she has a gnome ex-husband. Oh, a fairy gnome. A fairy gnome, which we talked about <laughs> so we talked it was about. after that episode that she she list, she asked these questions. So she still is good good friends with her gnome ex-husband. As we said, they they can have a lot in common. I can really get into, you know, the creative projects together, all kinds of stuff. But her, her no ex-husband goes into these rabbit holes. And she said, not of just of, of like the things he's interested in or his work, but anything. <laughs> so if he's, if he went and saw a new movie, you know, he's wants to talk about it for a half an hour. Um, and, you know, really interesting guy has a lot of cool takes. Um, but whenever they're in a uh, conversation or they're catching up, he wants to go in these deep rabbit holes about whatever it is that he's been researching or looking at. So her question is this, how do I skillfully let him know, let them, other gnome friends, let them know I appreciate and enjoy his information, um, but I would like to switch subjects or maybe just stop talking in general or, as she says, go kiss a frog and see what happens. <laughs> just basically go do fairy shit. <laughs> she wants to go do fairy shit. Um, so how do I do that? Okay, and I think the key in her question is how do I skillfully how do, do skillfully do this? Yeah, exactly. It's you not know, like she hasn't exited stage left in these conversations before, but she feels she feels bad, right? She feels like, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. You know, he has all this cool information. Uh, I really respect it, but the truth in my body and my being is, I want to go head out on a very adventure, and I'm not here for these deep dives. I think it's an interesting question just to kind of give a bigger answer for a second, which is to say when we're talking about boundaries, which is what this is, wanting to say no, it could be true that a lot of people can hear their boundary, but the thing that represses it and pushes it down is not wanting to offend or harm. And so many boundaries are getting washed away in a repressed movement um, because of that. Mm-hmm. And so giving people the skills to be very tactful and generous 
and even lovely mm-hmm. in the no can free up those those no's that you can hear. Yes. Um, and so to begin with that is, you know, the basic tenement, we, we go into this really deeply in our bigger work, in our classes mm-hmm. and stuff, is, is really navigating social interaction skillfully. But mm-hmm. um, the hack or the, the quick note, I would say, is the way you say no is you start with a yes. Mm-hmm. So your yes to them. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you might say, you know, gosh, it's so lovely being with you. And I love that you want to reach out and talk to me. Mm-hmm. So that's my yes about you mm-hmm. <laughs> in this moment. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. and then you bring the no in. However, at this moment in time, I can't hear what you're saying. I, I need to go outside and mm-hmm. play around in the ways mm-hmm. that fairies do. So mm-hmm. I love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then actually leave. Don't wait for permission. Yes. So we have a bunch of, if you go to the YouTube channel, KarenTrace.com, there's a whole series on boundaries, mm-hmm. little snippets that break that down. But I think you can literally search how to say no. Or how to say no, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the various or, and mm-hmm. boundaries are a good thing or boundaries with your children. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of them there. So go have a look at that. But your the general steps are, Answer with your yes about that person in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then don't wait for permission. Go do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you're going to find that it's perfectly fine. What would you say? Would you add anything to that? Yeah, no, it's that. It's just – and there's all all kinds of ways to do that, you know, Um, to say the yes before the no. (laughs) One thought I had is you could say something like, I I love – I love I love that you love these topics, and I love hearing the Cliff Snows version of it. And I'll look forward to talking about it. You know, send me an next email. Time. Send me an email. Exactly. Yeah. Send me a short email. <laughs> exactly. In a way, just sort of to educate, <laughs> and not in a in any kind of preachy way, or you know, and, and often it's not going to be the time for it. But just let them know, like this is this is this piece of what you're offering is my yes. Yeah. So the, but the version I like that you're putting the language for her. Just yeah. like I love that you love this. <laughs> yes. I don't need the. Interest information. Yes. Um, I look forward to those cliff notes. <laughs> I look forward to the cliff notes. <laughs> On another day. Yeah. And I feel like talking, but I'm yeah. off. I'm off to kiss rock. And also directly changing the subject. Yes. Right? Like I love spending time with you. What I want to go do mm-hmm. is um, go swim and play and, and then just get up and go. <laughs> and just get up and go. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love being with you. What I want to do is and then go do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. And people can really hear that. They can hear the love. You know, if you don't get bogged down in trying to be anything other than what you are in that moment and you just directly use those I statements, you know, your gnome beloved can hear you. You're- and I think something that she's not saying in the subtext and really is true about gnomes is Gnomes are so stuck in, you cannot wait for their permission. You cannot wait, no. (laughs) And it it really is going to feel like they're just in that momentum steamroll of this thing. They've researched a million times and And for you to just go come in and go completely changing the topic and changing it into a physical activity you can do together, it's going to seem, it's going to feel... up against a gnome, really abrupt because they're mm-hmm. so stuck into that, mm-hmm. their monologue mm-hmm. there without knowing it. Yeah. So um, don't let a fear of offense because it's, it looks like they would be offended because they're so stuck in, but they're, but it's just mm-hmm. if through the, 
through gnomes. Mm-hmm. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly changing it to be like, let's pull weeds. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> let's, you know, like, let's go see if the bees came back to the tree or. Yep, yep. I really want to, you know, make a wreath today or, you know, I just want there to be quiet. I want to put on this classical song and just cut out this thing we're working on. (laughs) You know, like it'll seem abrupt, but Mm -hmm. just do it. Just do it. They will not be offended. They're actually not. um, They're quite resilient. They're resilient and they they want to be engaged. Yes. And so it seems like they want you to hear what they're saying, but what they want is to be engaged. Yeah. And they, yeah, exactly. They want to connect. And then if you, if you acknowledge that, if you say what your yes is, if you, you know, connect with them in whatever way, they'll, they'll respond. And, you know, if you're the gnome listening to this (laughs) regarding fairies, they just want that essence. It's not personal (laughs) that they don't want to hear your deep dive. Even more like I'm an elf and same thing. There's a lot of gnome friendships, by the wayside because yeah. I couldn't just step in and make a really clear boundary and say, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Let's pull weeds. Let's yeah. go pick flowers. You know, let's go to the store and, you know, get groceries or let's play classical music and work with clay. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's good for gnomes to have other gnome friends. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. My dad has uh, three sisters and one of them is a gnome and it's the one that he talks to the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she's the one that he talks to the most. Yeah. yeah don't have the setup. Don't set no. it up that you're the one who's going to listen to it all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the avatars yeah, to be the avatars. Yeah, and like, you know, like yeah. change, the, change the topic. Come And especially as a fairy, come right out of left field. Yeah, yeah exactly. And be super innovative. That's what we love you for. That's what we love you for. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Okay. I have a question Mm -hmm. that came in. Here it is. This was, um, this is an elf Mm -hmm. um, and her family is uh, more dwarfs. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of other avatars there, but, but, uh, but the dwarfs are the leaders of the family. Mm. And so it's a question about connection Um, (laughs) because the dwarf is defining connection through doing activities together. (laughs) And that's far too much for an elf. So the actual question is this. Um, I'm an elf. How do I connect with the members of my family that are dwarfs? I don't want to go to all these family (laughs) events. (laughs) But how can I get them to understand me? That's great. That's great. Um, I'm going to start with the, how do I get them to understand me? <laughs> yeah, that's the real juicy that's piece of that juicy question. Piece, yeah. Because I think she's looking in the wrong direction Yeah, exactly. Let, how about give that up? <laughs> yeah, you got to give how that up. That's not your business. How about you don't know? How about it's okay if they don't? Um, that's the big piece. Is it okay? Piece. Is it really okay if your family doesn't understand you? Yes, you are safe. There's a deep fear of abandonment and death <laughs> inside each of us if we are not understood by our families. It's like, I'll die. I, I, they, it's unbearable to even think about. Most of us have this big block of, of a fear of abandonment. It is safe. They don't. <laughs> yeah, in reality, in reality, your family does not understand you. Yes, and, and you don't understand them, and everybody's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really, if you're a parent, you think you understand your children. Yeah. You don't, no. especially your adult children. And brothers, sisters, 
You do not yeah. understand each other. No, and it's so safe and so fine. Who cares? Everybody's living in a Everybody's projection good. of who yeah, they exactly. think the other person is. Exactly. They're mostly interacting with that projection. So, and if they are, you know, exit stage left, do your thing, you know? Um, and, and it's so, fine. And it's fine. It's totally fine. Exactly. <laughs> I have said to some of my family members, hey, don't rock the boat. I really like the projection they have of me. Yes. I like the story they tell of who I am. So don't try to interrupt that with any reality. Yes, if it's just working for you. Keep their, keep their, just let them quietly keep dreaming who yes. they think I am. Yes. I exactly. love it. Yeah, exactly. If it isn't working for you, you don't need to stick around for their lecture on how you're a problem in the family. So my guess is that's happening here a little bit. Um, so yeah, give that up. It's okay that they don't understand you. And then we're going to go back to kind of our previous question of like, what's, as, our, as we always say, delicious is the answer to everything. What's actually true for you? How would you like to hang out with your family? Um, here's, a, here's, a, here's a projection of my own, is that with an elf with a dwarf family, the dwarf family loves to do four. And elves could stand to have some executors around. And um, so, let you know, them let do them do it, it for you. Let them do it for you. This, this don't, you don't have to reciplicate. You don't you have to just reciprocate. receive. Exactly. Ooh, chills. Crazy. I can't Are you think. listening to this? Yes. How terrifying to not have to reciprocate. You're an elf. Let your dwarf family go grocery shopping for you. <gasps> you know, yes. let them do errands. They love it. They're doing it for their family, for their daughter. That's a win for them. And it's a win for you because you don't want to go to the grocery and store, do out, you? They're going to do, do, they're going to go do, yeah. and then that's the connection. That's the connection. And how win. great. And then you don't have to have this long conversation about anything. You just, they just do the thing and you love it and they love that you love it. And it's a high and by. Which you can <laughs> visually display by a smile on your face, yeah. by the joy of a thank you, yes. and let it be enough. And let it be enough. It's genuine. You know, how, how great is it that they could do that errand for you? Um, and then, uh, yeah, exactly. Let it just be enough. That's so radical. That's going to tripwire your fears. Don't let it. Don't believe your fear. Yeah. Try it out. Risk you it. You don't have to do those events. No. You can just let them do your errands. Yes, do your errands. Exactly. And if For you, an elf, that's like that's heaven, heaven. Because we are not executors. No. Oh, Lord. Or if they're having a family event where it's like a baby shower or something, just go for the food. Come late, leave early. Yes. <laughs> They'll be, be there for six look, hours. One You're there you for have, a half an hour. Yeah. And as an elf, the meal thing is it's, very difficult. Yeah. So then you've got one melt, meal done, someone cooked, and did the dishes. And if it's dwarfs, they probably cooked some meat, so that's good for you. Probably good. <laughs> so just do the parts you want. Let them do things for you. Forget that they're under, forget them understanding you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, our short hacks are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our first question, just interrupt them and change it and go do what you want to do. <laughs> Part two, just have them do the errands for you. Okay, number three. You don't have to understand you at all. <laughs> Give up the understanding. Give up needing any of this. understanding, exactly. <laughs> Watch how easy it gets. Okay, so number three question that comes in, a hobbit with elf and fairy family. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just not a good recipe mm -hmm. right there. But, I mean, it's well, everybody's recipe. Yep. Okay, obviously, <laughs> I'm the hobbit. Here's the question. I need more quiet. I think I'm a hobbit. Mm -hmm. um, and I need to go at a much slower pace. 
So how do I, and then there's a list, go on vacation, have dinner, do holidays, even just making decisions with them Mm. needs to be slower. How does that happen? This is (laughs) great. Well, I can speak for an experience on this one because I'm a hobbit who grew up with the fairy primarily. And then I also lived with my fairy ex-husband and I have a lot of elf friends. Um, and for many, many years, I tried to keep pace. Um, so I know what it is to wake up from that. And it's so great. It's so great that you can recognize you're a hobbit and that you need a slower pace. You're already most of the way there. So it's just the communicating of that and finding those ways. The first thought I have is <laughs> is to just do things separately. You and I have done this. Where, where, like if we're meeting something, we met at the beach not long ago, like last week. And you were ready to go and you went and you left in your truck and you were there an hour before me. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'll meet you there, but I'm not ready to leave yet. You know, I had some pottering to do. I have a who knows what I want to do, but yeah, I'm not ready to leave. And you literally said that. Yeah. I'm not ready to leave yet. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have some pottering to do. Yes. Yes. And that's, I mean, just to go back to like communicating your boundaries is a challenge. It's taken me many years to just be able to articulate that and ask for what I need. But that gets you most of the way there to just ask for more. Or not even ask. You're not asking for You're just saying, I need more time. Use it as an I statement it is and let them know. The language, it really is, yeah. isn't it? It's it's literally, especially if someone's, if there's a group of people and they're in that elfy fairy yeah. flow and it's a decision on vacation. So yeah. you're on vacation and they're making a decision. Yeah. And the decision might be like, whatever, go red jet skis, whatever. Yep. You, as a hobbit, can say... I need more time. Yeah. I'm going to finish breakfast, mm-hmm. take a walk, go for a walk, and then I'll come back. Um, let's pause the decision for a moment. Yep. Give me 20 minutes. Yep, exactly. Just just say you need that time and you need that space. Um, and so how is that something cup? you're going to say a lot? You say I say it a lot and I just take it a lot. Um and I would say I, most events, most like group events, I'm coming later. I'm, I'm taking more breaks from the fast pace. Like if it's, a, you know, a party, you're often going to get those fairies <laughs> and those elves kind of setting the pace, let's say. So I'm taking a lot of breaks. I'm going into another room. I'm taking a walk in the middle. I mean, I've had like even if it's a dinner, like if it's a dinner, I'm, I'm going outside and getting some silence or taking a walk on my own, um, many times in a family event. Um, and I used to, yeah, I used to feel guilty about it or something, but now I just do it. So, and I, and literally taking a walk for Hobbit, taking a walk is, I mean, it's, like it's a cure-all. It's, it's like a breathing and it's like a, it's just balm. So you just go, go take a walk, go take your space and your time. When you arrive back, most of the chances nobody's even Nobody cares. I mean, this is the cares. bottom line. Um, yeah, exactly. And those, those I statements, if it comes up, are, are great to put there. Um, yeah, you, you know, yeah, just let, let them go at their pace. Um, is, is, is the general, the general but then you shape. need to say a pan, right? Like, cause if it, if it's a Christmas or a holiday and someone's like, they're not going to eat until everyone's here, you got to say yeah. at the invitation, 
say your yes before mm-hmm. your no. So you say, I'm really looking forward to being there. I can't wait to see everyone. Yeah. I have a couple of work meetings. I will be late, mm-hmm. even if this is a total lie. Yeah, feel um, free to lie. <laughs> please start without me and I can't wait to see you. So you've mm-hmm. set up an expectation to give yourself space. Yeah. That one's a real win because then during this, during the event or the holiday, if you get yeah. a little overwhelmed, you go, I have to go finish. I didn't finish everything. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to go take a work call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you had out play solitaire on your phone for Yeah, exactly. And um, you might notice, you know, as you start to just take your own pace of things, like you might be the trendsetter in your family and the other hobbits and gnomes follow you. When we were on retreat, um, I remember like in each transition, the fairies and the elves are out the door. They're on to the next activity so quickly. And there were more fairies and there were more elves uh, than anybody on the retreat, some fairies. And I'm a hobbit. I would stay, you know, stick behind. So I'm, I'm the one slowly transitioning from one thing to the next. We always need extra transition time. And it's so great that I'm slowly taking a walk with another hobbit and another gnome most of the time. And we share, you know, we share our crafts that are in our bag, et cetera, which brings me to the other point is that if you're at a family event with elves and fairies, they often like, like hobbits, we need our stuff. <laughs> so feel free to bring that extra bag when we were on retreat as well. Like my, the bag I bring is three times the size of any elf bag, but I need, I want my big bag of my blanket, my thermos, my extra change of socks, my three sweaters, because I might want this one, not that one that day. It's okay. It's okay to don't, you're not a burden. You're not whatever. Bring whatever you need. I'm always advising that for hobbits and gnomes. I've been thinking about adding a little section to our podcast, not this week, but another of like, what's in the bag? And kind of like imagining like, what is the elf carrying? You know, it's like, oh, a tube of lipstick and a MasterCard. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. What is the dwarf? You know, it's got a Leatherman knife. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so this is your permission slip. Here's Mm -hmm. your pink permission slip, fully written, signed by us, that you can use words like, I need to have a walk first. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to make a choice. I need some more time. I have to finish these few loose ends before I can join you in that decision. Yep. Um, And these are the kind of words that are just going to give you the space. Mm -hmm. Um, And feel free to, you can leave for easily 10 to 15 minutes and no one's even going to notice, but you go as long as 20 minutes. People are still not going to care. Absolutely. I have a habit client who has really retrained her elf family and they just don't say anything anymore. You know, she just goes, she just takes her walk. She doesn't, you know, she's at the point where she's really trained them (laughs) to just, uh, just acknowledge and accept her hobbit nature and her needs. It's no problem at all. So just give yourself a little time to train them. (laughs) Yeah. So there may be some pushback. Let's say the first one or five times that you say it, don't let the pushback crumble you. No. Stick to your guns and you'll start to train them to be used to the fact that you're going to need a little slower momentum to catch up. And they'll just carry on down the beach or they'll, whatever they will, start the party. And it's okay to take a separate car, take a train, take, you know, don't, you don't have to, you don't need to rush to get there with them. It's okay. And it's not all going to fall apart because you're not. Moving at the same pace. No, in fact, it falls together. It's really what happens. It's really what happens. Okay, great. Okay, we've got a question from another fairy. 
Um, she has been loving the podcast and she's really embracing her fairy self much more. Um, she says it's really fun and an exhale. <laughs> she says it's been really fun to just live up the bling and the sparkle um, so much more without suppressing it. Um, so that's great to hear. We love it. Go ahead, fairies. Let them know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that it's such an exhale. Such an exhale. So great. Um, but she has a question about food. So here it is. She's noticed that she has this underlying story that she needs to eat food to help her be grounded. And that some sugar is okay, but there's definitely a limit. So, like, sugar is evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's going to hype you up. Yes. Right, right. You're going to get so hyper. You'll be. And fairies must need grounding because they're too hyper. Okay, I get it. I get what the grounding means. Okay. And then other stories about sugar is that You'll be malnourishing yourself if you're eating nothing but macaroons and sugared coffee. (laughs) That can't be safe. Um, She says there's less shaming of herself for loving sweets. She has some maple syrup in her iced coffee at work. Love to hear it. She's eating pancakes. She's eating pasta. But can we really eat like this and be healthy? <laughs> Great question, especially from the fairies, oh. because the sweet tooth knows no limits. Yep. It would seem. It would seem. It would seem. So, on the one hand, we put this caveat. Like, if you're new to being able to even just identify what avatar you are, yeah. don't take food on yet. Yep, like, it's exactly. so complex. <laughs> there are so many layers of conditioning around food and control of the body. For everyone. For every single person. It's so rare to meet mm-hmm. someone who has no body karma. Mm-hmm. And by karma, it means stories mm-hmm. on their body. And so, so the one side we say this, this don't take on food, but this lovely fairy is taking on food <laughs> yeah, and having yeah. this incredible yes. exhale and embracing sugar and, and yes. just giving it into it. And, and it's so great. And it's so great. But then boom, she's going to run into a belief system. <laughs> yeah. She's running into a belief mm-hmm. system is th- this cannot be can't healthy. Be, can't be true. <laughs> and so, um, the short answer to this is, is about listening to your own belly. Yeah. And hearing when it has had enough. Mm. Now, that's a really different thing than when you have had enough. <laughs> We've all had the experience where you go into, let's say, a bakery and it smells so good. And you, and you think to yourself, mm. it would be delicious to have that. Mm. And it's another thing to move down into the actual belly and ps there's a there's a mind there mm. you're you don't have just one mind mm-hmm. up in your head no. there are actually three minds in At your least. body <laughs> yeah if you're gonna identify yeah. a group of uh neurons collecting enormous amounts of energy like like autobahn highways that which you're looking at is a huge neural network mm-hmm. you have three of these huge neural networks and one of them is in your belly mm-hmm. it's right there and so Learning how to come there and actually listen to the body. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a, a whole course. The course is starting mm-hmm. in September, the embodiment class. Um, the beginning of that course is learning those very signals, the signals coming from that second mind um, and how to to hear that and, and understand it. But a lot of us feel like, oh, my God, I can't trust that I can really hear that. Mm-hmm. And to that we say, like, it's. You don't have to have a ton of precision, Mm -hmm. just a gist, just Mm -hmm. an intuition, you know, Mm -hmm. just like 
you can smell that bakery smell and it smells so good and you want to have that. And it's about going just a little bit lower Mm -hmm. and just having a feel of what that feels like sitting in the belly. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it's tough. If you have not heard your layers of conditioning, Mm -hmm. sugar is evil. Mm -hmm. This cannot be healthy. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to eat all this nourishment. We're supposed to do this. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to do that. Layers of it. Then on top Mm -hmm. of that, I cannot be fat or Mm -hmm. I cannot be skinny Mm -hmm. or I can't be... <laughs> Hyper. I have to be grounded. Mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta have inflammation if I eat all this gluten. Blah blah blah. blah. I have this this disease, and mm-hmm. I'm allergic to milk and anything mm-hmm. with dairy, and I can't. Mm-hmm. And I and this swells up if it does this. And so these are the layers and layers and layers of control, vigilance, mm-hmm. separation, conditioning on the body. And if you've not tuned in to hear mm-hmm. it, um. And they go sort of like if I have a belly, I'm not sexually desirable. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, if I get right. love handles, Endless. my partner won't want to have sex with me. Yep. If I have, like, it's just. If I don't eat enough B12, I'm going to have. I'm going to be a b- bitch. Blood, my blood disorder is going to yeah, come back. And, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a bitch at mm-hmm. the. You know, I can't have any chocolate because then I freak out at my partner hormonally mm-hmm. or... And he'll leave me. <laughs> and he'll leave me, right? Like the depth of these layers around control and vigilance of food are, are a thing, right? Okay. And to this we say, the embodiment class starts in September <laughs> every year and January. And trust me, it will change your life. Yeah. It is, in fact, a three-month course. Mm-hmm. It is not for the faint of hearted mm-hmm. because it will do a world flip yep. right on you. But the thing that's going to mm-hmm. flip is is the stories you have about yourself and abandonment and safety and, and all and that P.S. Kind of stuff. all those stories aren't true. So you're not going to flip on anything that isn't going to benefit you yeah. <laughs> because all those stories are total and complete horseshit. Yes. Yeah. Megan and I both live in a reality. We live so deep, deeply connected to reality that we see that, Life is a mirror. We can see the, you know, that that it's just a mirror out here. Mm-hmm. It's mirroring all of our beliefs, and so if you have this vigilance over what you can eat, that is a mirror of control, mm-hmm. and that control and vigilance is not health. Mm-mm. It is a mirror of unhealth. It's a mirror of control, which is fear. It's a fear, mirror of fear in your rigidity. System. Yes. And it mirrors in all kinds of very unhealthy ways. So you mm-hmm. could be vigilant about the amount of kale, superfoods, <laughs> smoothies, you know, no sugar, no wheat, no dairy, whatever in your body. And your vigilance about that is m- going to mirror mm. unhealth. Now, it may look like it, you're thin or have mm-hmm. extra energy. Right. It looks look like the picture, the optics. It might look health. like the optics. The optics <laughs> yeah. are an illusion. Yeah. And deeper in, there are profound disharmonies going on yeah. versus having a belief system or just like the freedom, mm-hmm. right? My, my body is resilient. My body is very healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it can, I can stomach almost anything, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. strong. Like bodies are so strong. My body's free and beautiful. The, these are, these might sound like affirmations, but, but we don't like affirmations. <laughs> we really work with truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're putting truthful statements in the mirror, mm-hmm. it, it's a very different reflection. Mm-hmm. It does not, a healthy reflection has got 
free and, and spacious and exhales mm-hmm. and we start to see a lot more health mm-hmm. and it might challenge the optics. So anyways, this is a longer story, mm-hmm. but it's to say the answer is I do not know when there's too much sugar for you. Mm-hmm. The only one who can know is your belly mm-hmm. speaking for itself. Mm-hmm. And for you to actually be able to hear that delicious, you got to get under all those layers to actually hear it, and then your belly will tell you. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. What would you say? It's a great answer. It's all true, and it. I think with with her, she's running. It's it's a shocking, like you said, your, your world gets flipped. So this is just to affirm that if you do start listening to your belly and following what not just your avatar but this particular body wants, it it it's 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 quite shocking. You you will realize over time how many belief systems are sitting there and to to reach for we call it you know it's a it's a risk it's a risk according to your fear to reach for more or less sugar or more or less meat or whatever it is than you think you should have um it can feel like i don't know anything it feels like i'm gonna die it can feel it's such a shock to your system so just to just to affirm that and to say it's worth the risk we 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 have a whole third course called the course in fearlessness it's about risk taking and it's about this it's about stepping with what's actually delicious and what your your being desires and noticing how we like you always say like we think that this is a big cliff you're falling off of but really it was like a one inch fall it's really no big deal at the edge so of the cliff the you're the cliff, pretty sure you're gonna, you're gonna die. die you can't yeah. do it it's impossible mm-hmm. yeah. but then when you actually take the risk and go then you laugh later yeah, at how like, tiny a move it was. Yeah, exactly. Your mind was playing lots and lots of tricks. So, so yeah, we don't know what it is. But, you know, I have lots of stories of what would be quite shocking um, amounts of whatever, fill in the blank, for different, the different avatars over the years that uh, like taught this stuff. A friend who ate, a fairy friend who was starting to come into her fairy nature and ate for months straight nothing but sweetened yogurt and popcorn. <laughs> and the woman thrived. <laughs> yep, thrived. <laughs> thrived. I have many elf clients who have called me, who have gone on a session, terrified. They c- it cannot be that they're only eating steak and salmon and pork for weeks straight. They haven't had a vegetable. They haven't had a carbohydrate. They haven't had anything. That's all they've been eating. And it was, you know, it was a in a way, I mean, it, it, over time, that balanced out. It wasn't only steak and salmon for the rest of their days. <laughs> but at the time, they thought so. And it was so shocking. And it was, it was that panic, that fear layer that they ran into. So I would just, I would just want to affirm this journey here that it'll turn everything upside down. Um, but, yeah, we don't know. You're only your belly knows. But you can trust that. And it'll, it'll steer you clear. So, but, but this is a journey, so... Come with us on the journey. And I think if you look in your own lives, everybody who's listening here, like you've seen children who have like literally had two Coca-Colas and a gummy in the day. And they woke up the next day like full of vinegar and beans and were happy and fine. And, you know, they're and they ramen noodles. I mean, there's so many parents I hear from all the time that are like, my child will eat nothing but ramen. And (laughs) it's like weeks later, I'm terrified they're going to get scurvy Mm -hmm. and their children are fine. Many of you listening to this, you grew up on crap. You Mm -hmm. ate nothing but processed foods Mm -hmm. out of a freezer bag, out of a can. Many, many, many people all over the world eat like that today. And and again, I know we're gonna we're gonna hear about, but mm-hmm. what about the famine? But then I stopped eating dairy and I felt so much mm-hmm. better. And again, 
good. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But, and yes, yes, there's so much science. There's so much science. But And it can be that some tip you get somewhere from some science or some nutritionist actually overlaps with what your avatar wants. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's just... Um, Happenstance. That's just happenstance, and and it's a it's a much more cumbersome and control based, fear based way than actually listening to your body, which is full of intelligence and full of fucking scientific facts. Like your belly is wired in completely with your endocrine system, with your blood and your circulatory I know, there's, system. There's these stories, so, like, I, and I don't disagree with them. We're asking you to go just a tiny bit deeper. Yes. Like you can go on to the TV and you can see the guy who ate nothing but fast food for a year, mm-hmm. right? Like, and what happened to him. But there are people all over the world who grew up eating fast food yeah. and they don't have diabetes yeah. and they don't have digestive issues and they don't have and why is that mm-hmm. and what we're saying is the belief system the mirror mm-hmm. is actually a really big influencer yeah at the root of it is to say that like if you look really honestly at what you have eaten in your life mm-hmm. you have not been a model of pure health <laughs> and and if we're gonna take a model anywhere Start to model off of your own body. Yes. Like let your body inform the choices, not somebody's external story of fitness or health, but your unique system. And then we can tell you, generally, if you're this avatar, this avatar, this Mm -hmm. avatar, head in this direction and see See what happens, happens, you know. And, and listen to the way your being can thrive. Mm-hmm. And the optics might look off at the beginning, mm-hmm. but listen to that deeper mirror. Like mm-hmm. come, come into the, the, the idea of that mirror. Mm-hmm. Like how much vigilance and control and like, but I, you know, like what, what is, what are you reflecting in the mirror? And again, I, it's like if you're, look, you get up in the morning, your hair's a mess and you look in the mirror mm-hmm. and then you go into the mirror to try to change it. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Right. But you got to come to your own head and you, and then you straighten your hair and it looks straight. So if it's a mirror, right. If, if what we're putting in the mirror, if what's reflecting is like, I can't eat this. I can only eat this. My body can't mm-hmm. take this. Is this going to be right? Is this the right enough? Am I full? I should only get to 80% full. What's that reflection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus this is delicious. This is so yummy. Mm -hmm. And from my belly, my belly is saying yum. Mm -hmm. My belly, not my head. Mm -hmm. My belly says yum. Mm -hmm. Your whole body, really. Your whole body says yum. yum. What is that reflection in the mirror? Mm. What's going on there? So, So, yeah, take that risk. Cool. All right. Um, we've got a question about different cities <laughs> being a different match for different creatures. So um, this is somebody who has spent some time in Zurich. So she gave that as an example. So she says, I'd say Zurich is an ultra elf city. It's so clean and sleek and everything is pristine quality, the type of food, the coffee, etc. Um, it's not extravagant or sparkly, but it's just a high quality aesthetic. Champagne is the drink. Brunch is a thing. And cocaine is the drug. (laughs) If you're in in Zurich, Switzerland, champagne is the drink. Brunch is a thing. Cocaine is the drug. Oh my God, I love it. That's so great. But then she compares it with Bern, Switzerland, which feels super hobbity. 
a cliche of being slow and cozy. There's lots of green. There's more warmth. There's lots of beer. Bit of a stoner town, less <laughs> grand, but uh, so cute with this river flowing through it that everyone swims in. <laughs> I love it. So if so you're great. a hobbit, you'll be more attracted to burn than <laughs> Zurich. Um, but you're an elf. Uh, try Zurich first. <laughs> I think it's a great question, and I think it's true. I think that observation yeah. is really true. Um, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. Yep. But we talked about this in the Dwarfland episode mm-hmm. um, where you went to visit this town called Paso Robles that was Dwarfland. Yep. And so if you're a dwarf and then you drive into a town and there's nothing but... 18 wheelers, <laughs> tractors, truck stops, truck stops garages, garages, that you can pull right into big, and talk to the local mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> big acreage and wineries. It, you're just going to feel comfortable. You're mm-hmm. going to want to spend time there. And if you're a if you're an elf, you want to drive right past that, probably. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were starting to think about, you know, cities all over the world. Um, one, one we thought of for elves would be Tokyo because it's so high tech, so fast moving, so cutting edge, and maybe also fairies with the really funky Harajuku section of the, of the city. Um, it's always, it's forward thinking, you know, you've got a lot of industry. Um, yeah, people are moving you. fast on the street. I can testify to that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not for I hobbits. spend time in Prague and, uh, Prague. I mean, like in all of those areas in and around, you know, Romania and Slovenia, um, where it's really like, it's like a fairy tale come to life. Mm. It's like these rolling hills and beautiful winding rivers. And it's a Mm. really kind of a rustic lifestyle. You could still see Mm. like, like a wooden, like, carriages going down in the street by Mm. pulled by donkeys moving slowly you know like (laughs) most households are have chickens and um and and you know obviously it's a a second world and sometimes even third world economies Mm. um but nevertheless it's very much right out of a fairy tale and and it's like if you're a hobbit Mm -hmm. i mean puppetry like mm-hmm. was sort of born in Prague. Yes. Like that's Hobbit land. Like yes. crafts like that. That's and like Quito, Ecuador, same thing. So all these craftsmen on the street. You can go you can go um knit with a local woman who's making your sweater. You can go pet the donkey, <laughs> you know, that's hauling um the wood for the fire burning in the local restaurant that's surrounded by greenery. <laughs> it's very, very hobbity and cozy. Yeah. Yeah. I think um so I think it's a true uh, portrait. Yeah, and it's a I great so question. Too. And I, we haven't visited enough yeah. places. I mean, I spent a bit of time in Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Right. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> Even that. <laughs> Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, and that was like so dwarfy. That was yeah. hugely dwarf land. I mean, rocky, yeah. hard, mm-hmm. resilient. Yeah. Just just walking into a pub and having a beer is like dwarf. Mm-hmm. You know, like you gotta you gotta go on a hike to get there and <laughs> you're probably gonna be facing some winds. <laughs> and Edinburgh and you should like, like a and beer. stone city with this yes. built in the castle and uh and even just like I don't know if you guys all know this already, but in Edinburgh in the month of August they host like seven of the world's largest festivals mm. and the fringe festival and these various places. Um, 
this Fringe Festival, which is a huge, 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 huge huge festival, but that's at the same time as the all the marching bands of the world, all the marching bands in the world. You know, about dwarfy, big banging drums at the same time. Like, and there's like four other of the largest. It's like it's like there's like standing room only for all these festivals. Why why couldn't you spread it? Why does all have to be in August? Um, Because we can't. We can do it. And it's like so dwarf all night. Totally. So I think. This is a fun game for you to play at home. Totally. The the cities that you've visited, the towns that you've visited, like just to get a sense of what avatars are really comfortable. And let there. us know. We want to hear. Yeah. 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 LA, your city. Your, LA you know, is elf, like pretentious, arrogant, <laughs> uh, minimalist, and super trend like like the like the like innovation, innovation thought, yeah. ideas. Just ideas are money. You money. know. And Silicon Valley would say super elf. Silicon oh. Valley, Lord, that is fairy. and that's fairy <laughs> and elf, and elf yeah, and and fairies in LA too, right? Just make oh, believe yes. and pretend Sparkly. all day long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that was really astute and have fun. Make it like a little game um, when people come come by to visit. Uh, lay out the avatar cards. Yep. Get your guests to, to guess which avatar each other is. Yep. And uh, <laughs> whatever towns and cities you visit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and just and those of you that are actually listening, we do have a workbook coming out and we will have yes. cards yep. uh, so you can play these various card games. It'll yep. have the descriptor on it and it'll have, you know, keywords so you yes. can help identify. And a little note area. You can take your own notes. You can it'll be like a field guide where yeah. you can go do your own research. And So there's various uh, products <laughs> in the works coming soon to you. Um, but in the meantime, send us your questions. We're experts and we really want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, we want to do this again. And we're going to do it again. Okay. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.